It's my pleasure to be here. Uh, I love Open Church a lot. And uh, I'm really grateful for the opportunity to share with you this morning. I hope you have enjoyed this, uh, this month at the movies. And uh, I'm kind of lucky that I didn't have to preach on wonder or inside out because I cry through those movies. I just, like when I watched both of them, I, just, I don't know if it's when I became a dad, I became a bit weepy. But man, if I had to preach on those, you would just be seeing a different side of me. So I'll try not to cry today, uh, but I'm, I'm really excited also that I'm getting to share on The Greatest Showman because I really enjoy this movie. Uh, it's one of my favorites. Um, the first time I saw it was when we were living back in the U.S. and we had just recently made the decision to return to Zambia. So I felt like we were getting ready to take a big risk and make a big change. And, uh, and then I, I saw this movie and when I went to the theater... I didn't know really what to expect because musicals, it's not my thing. I like guns and bullets and all that stuff. I wasn't sure about a musical, but when the first note hit, and it was like, wow, and the whole place was just like, dun, 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 cha, dun, 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 I was like, mm, I'm all in. I'm going to dig this. So I even, I even thought, man... Would it, be, would it be weird, like, if I enter the room like a boxer and, whoa, that could be our first clip. But I thought mm, that would be taking the focus off of Jesus. And I don't want to take the focus off of Jesus. So, so we'll keep the focus on Jesus. And uh, as I watched back over this movie and I thought about this message, man, there's so many... Um, parallels, and I felt like there was even so many different sermons out of the one movie, but I'm excited to share uh, what I felt like God was speaking to me through this movie, um, and that is kind of an overarching theme of risk. I just feel like in this movie, there's a lot of risks taken, uh, and in the Christian life, there's an overarching theme of risk, and, and it's because we're invited. We're not forced into anything. We're given opportunities, and Jesus, when he came onto the earth, he just came with this invitation, a grand invitation, and different types of invitations, and we'll talk about a few of those today. Um, there's a pastor in, uh, in New York named Jim Cimbala, and, uh, and I love this quote that says, uh, hostile nations, territories, cities will be taken by men and women who are willing to take risks, and I just think, man... If we're willing to take risks and do things that might seem a little crazy, we might take back nations for the name of God. We might, we might win hearts and families that were lost or broken. And, and, and it requires a step of faith, and it requires the willingness to risk. And so I think that movie speaks this in a big way. Uh, I read another author who said, If you're not willing to risk the unusual, you'll have to settle for the ordinary. And I think that's, uh, that's a picture of the greatest showman. Uh, these people risked doing and including some unusual things, people, and, uh, and they didn't settle for the ordinary. They kind of achieved the extraordinary. So if you haven't seen the movie, really quick, it's about a man named P.T. Barnum who actually lived uh, in the early 1900s, and he ended up starting what would become the Barnum and Bailey Traveling Circus. 
And it was kind of a brand new idea for entertainment and what entertainment could look like. And uh, this story is kind of about what it took to kind of build his team and create this new avenue of entertainment. The first one is as he is kind of recruiting the people who are going to be on his team, who are going to be in his show. And they're not your typical recruits. A lot of people, when they're starting their business, they think, I need a really good lawyer. I'm going to go find the guy with the nicest silk suit. I need a really good accountant, someone who's great with numbers, who's going to protect me against any problems. I need some people who are good in front of other people, who have silver tongues and, you know, who look the part. But P.T. Barnum, as he wandered around New York City, he was looking for outcasts. And he started looking for people that no one else expected, no one else wanted anything to do with. And it so reminded me of Jesus. When he started his ministry, he shows up at the Sea of Galilee and he's like, man, there's some dirty fishermen out there. They probably have really bad language because we know sailors use bad language, at least in the U.S. That's a, that's a thing. <laughs> um, he had tax collectors who were known as thieves and crooks, and he spent a lot of time with prostitutes and people who were on the fringes of society. And I like that this movie kind of showcases that because these people end up getting an invitation to be part of something. Uh, as he went looking for these people, other people in the background were giggling and laughing at who he was choosing. They thought the lady with the beard was ugly, and he thought she was extraordinary. They thought that uh, the, even the mom of that, that small guy was keeping him hidden, and Barnum went looking for him and said, people are going to come from all around, and they're going to salute. And I just, I, I love that little smile that that guy cracks, because it's like he's been invited to be part of something. And what he was invited to be part of was he was, he was invited to belong to a family. And as Jesus started gathering his team of disciples, they were, they were not just being invited to a new job. They were inv invited to belong to a family. And as Jesus preached his message on earth, he, he was inviting others. He was casting the net wide saying, you could also belong to this family. But guess what? These people, they had to be willing to take a step. They had to be willing to join the circus. They had to be willing to step out and step away from what they knew. Step out. The lady who sings amazing, she was hiding behind a sheet because of how she looked. She could have stayed back there and avoided lots more giggling and cackling and being pointed at and laughed at. But she had a choice. I could stay here and keep ironing sheets and singing to myself and kind of hiding my gift. Or I could step in to belong to this family and be a part of something great. And we all have that same invitation. Jesus has not stopped preaching that message, has not stopped casting that net. He daily is stirring hearts. He's always saying, do you want to belong to a family? I'm the dad of the best family. I'm, I'm the greatest showman of the greatest circus on earth. And I'm calling all people to be part of my family, my kingdom family. It doesn't matter how you look or what you've done or where you've been or what people say about you. It doesn't matter what you think your limitations are. It doesn't matter how small you see yourself in your own eyes. But guess what I see? 
I see generals. I see people who are going to be center stage. I see people who people are going to come running to see and glean from and enjoy your gifts. And Jesus says, I'm making a family that doesn't look like any other family that's ever been created. And it's because of my big love. My net is so wide. And I just feel so grateful that there is no one outside the scope of God's love. Last week, driving to church, you guys have all seen, there's a few of these gents in in town center here who are just covered in rubbish and bags and they carry just rubbish everywhere. And it's almost like you can just see the layers of the spiritual darkness on them in the physical layers that they're carrying. And I just... I just think of guys like that, and I'm like, that guy is not outside the scope of God's love. That guy is not outside the, the invitation to belong to God's family. And so if you need to hear this, or if someone in your world needs to hear this, you're invited to belong to the greatest family on earth. And today, at the end, we're going to give an opportunity. If you've never said, I'll join the family, I'll step out from behind the sheets, this is a good day to do it. Or if someone in your world needs to hear that message and say, no matter what you think about yourself, how low you see yourself, or what's been done or said to you or about you, you still aren't outside the scope of God's love. Amen? We're invited to live beyond what's possible on our own. Each one of these people on their own was just, you heard the guy that sounded like he was from my hometown, Texas, right? You looking for some freaks? I know where you can find them. That's how everyone in my hometown is supposed to speak, and and many of them too. Um, They were known as freaks, but they were all on their own. They were just kind of hiding. But when he started building this band, building this family, this team, They were getting ready to do something greater than any of them could do on their own. And they were going to do something great together. And that's what we're invited to. But again, the risk is we have to step up. We have to sign up. We have to show up. We have to take take the card off the wall like these guys did and show up and say, here I am in all my weirdness. Here I am in all my strangeness. Here I am with my good, bad, and ugly. Take it or leave it. And Jesus says, man... I died to take it. I'll take it. I want you in this family. Isn't that a beautiful message? We serve a God who is so kind and so good. Um, The next invitation uh, is attached to probably my favorite scene in the movie, and it's a bar scene. So, you know, I'm not condoning bars or any of that, but uh, it's a really great song. And uh, this guy, this young guy, who P.T. Barnum meets is named Philip Carlyle. And in the movie, he's got it made. He's super wealthy. He's part of the rich crowd. He creates Broadway shows that the snobby people go and watch. Uh, And P.T. Barnum is building this show that's for kind of the everyday people. And these two worlds are not supposed to blend. These two worlds are not supposed to meet. In Philip Carlyle's world, everything is fancy and fine, but he is absolutely not fulfilled. And I think Barnum picks up on that. And so he's inviting him to kind of say, you're, you're secure. I can see that, but you're not satisfied. And I think a lot of God's people on earth need to be invited with those kind of words and say, you know what? You've accepted Jesus. So when this world ends for you, when your day to die comes, you're going to go to heaven. Yeah. But are you living in a satisfied way where you are right now? Have you received the whole full gospel of life abundant here? 
of mission and purpose on my behalf while you're living on earth? Or are you just waiting for some day way off in the future and you're, you're just unsatisfied? That's not really living. And that's what Barnum is telling Carlisle here. He's pitching a different definition of life and work and purpose and success. This guy is kind of defining, defining his success by which parties he's invited to and how much money he has and the fancy looking suits he's able to wear. But Barnum's like, success is fulfillment. Success is having some joy. Success is smiling and laughing. Barnum is inviting this young man into an unexpected adventure. And he didn't see it coming, but it was, it was something he needed deep down in his core. He was living and he was surviving and he was getting from show to show and day to day. But Barnum was saying there's purpose beyond what you're living. And that's what Jesus says too. There's purpose beyond just surviving. I want you to thrive. I want my people, I want my family, not just to belong to my family, but I want them to become everything I created them to be. And that's what Jesus is inviting us to today. Would you just step in, step out and become everything that I created you to be? I love how Barnum tells him, or the young guy says, yeah, I'm comfortable. And he says, be careful. Comfort is the enemy of progress. That's a good line. It's really easy in this day and age to just get comfortable in a certain type of Christianity that sees us go to church and look the part and be happy with an hour and a half or two of just being fed the word and then walking away and not really letting it change us, not really letting it drive us to any risky behavior. But risky behavior is what the kingdom is built on. Risky choices, risky willingness to lay yourself bare before a God who loves you anyway. Risking everything to kind of step out in public and say, here's what I believe. People this month are going to take a risk when they get baptized and they're going to say, I don't care who knows. I'm going to be buried with Christ and raised together with Him in, in baptism. And, and I'm going to live a new life whether you guys believe it or not, whether you guys believe the same as me or whether you can't stop believing the old me is still the same me, I'm a new me. And they're going to risk everything. And that's what Jesus is calling us to. Belong to my family, but become more. Become part of a great adventure. All of us are invited to become part of this great adventure. And there's great purpose as we live in adventure. Jesus is saying, let's get out outside of comfort and predictability that's no fun. You're going to laugh a lot more like he's said, saying in the song. You're going, to live, you're going to live a little and laugh a little. There's a lot better life outside of the predictable. And that's where God is always working. He's always, there's moments passing us all the time that we can kind of grab hold of or we can miss. And grabbing hold of those moments is really living. Grabbing hold of opportunities to experience his love again through worship. We could miss that. Because we're worried about how we're going to look if we cry in front of people or if we raise our hands or bow our knee. But he's saying, don't miss that moment because that's where the real living is. It's the same way in witnessing. Man, growing up, we, I ended up marrying the pastor's daughter. 
And so uh, for a long time, I didn't pay much attention to Heidi. I was just hanging out with her brother because we played basketball together. And her dad, I don't know if he was like sensing something was going to happen, but he's like, you need to be part of a discipleship group. (laughs) Maybe he really could just see my character. (laughs) And he was right. So he's we started kind of meeting for discipleship at this pizza restaurant, and he would walk us through these outlines, me and her brother and another friend. And then uh, one day he said, today we're going to go to the mall and we're going to witness to people, and we're going to ask them if they have ever met Jesus or if they would like to be prayed for. And I was petrified, and I honestly lied to my future father-in-law. We, like we went, and he sent us out, and he's like, you got this many minutes, come back and tell me how it went. And I, I came back and I was like, yeah, it, it went good because I, was, I really went for it. Um, but it didn't go great in that I didn't get to pray for anybody. And I just kept telling him no one wanted prayer. I kept offering. I didn't offer one time. I was too scared. I was too scared to say, Jesus changed my life and he could change yours too. Could, could I talk to you about introducing him to you? I couldn't say it. Or I couldn't say you look like you're lonely. Could I just pray for you and just encourage you? I could not say it. I was too scared about what people thought. And thank God he changed that scared kid into a bolder person. But I still have moments where I'm afraid of what people think. But Jesus is saying, man, don't just belong in the family. Don't just accept that one gift and stay still after that. Become what I've created you to become and live a life that is adventurous. And one thing that's true is that Jesus is not saying, once you join my family and once you step into the adventure, it's going to be all easy. It's going to be cake and roses. He doesn't ever promise that. And if ever, anyone ever tells you that, <laughs> they're selling something. They're lying. Because the Christian life is still full with challenges. The walk towards Jesus and for him on this earth is tough some days. And in many places, all around the world, people are being persecuted. They're being put to death to belong in this family. But one thing Jesus does promise in Matthew 28, he says, I'm going to be with you even to the end of the age. No matter what you go through, if this adventure gets a little scary, guess what? You're not facing it alone. If this adventure gets a little uncomfortable, guess what? I'm right there. If this adventure freaks you out, I'm with you. Don't worry. On the peaks, I'm with you. On the valleys, I'm with you. In between, still with you. So that's a promise we can hold on to. That as we sign on for adventure, it might feel a little risky and scary, but if we do step out and then step up and into something that God is calling us into, we can at least know we're not doing it alone. We're not out on a limb all by ourselves because Jesus promised and He keeps every promise. That's another good truth. Matthew 28 I will be with you even until the end of the age. Amen? All right. This this final unexpected scene, this unexpected invitation, is an unexpected romance. And uh, I'm not the hugest fan of chick flicks, but they worked in a love story into one of my favorite movies, and so I liked it. Um, but, But this final invitation is an invitation to be loved by Jesus. It's a, it, 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 it's a picture of that to me. Uh, and this is the song called Rewrite the Stars. In this, in, this, uh, in this song, the lead up to this is 
this rich young guy who joins the circus with P.T. Barnum, he's from the upper echelon world, the, the high society. And the girl in the circus that he falls in love with is, is poor. And she's a performer. And it's frowned upon that they could be together. The other thing is, at this time in America, there was just raging racism. And they were of different races. They were not supposed to connect. But they fell in love. Their hearts connected. And everything was stacked against it. It wasn't supposed to happen by the perspective of their world, their culture, whatever. She is bound up by some beliefs and by the culture and by some realities in her world that I can't have you. And we're bound to break. This is not going to happen. It feels impossible. All these things she says throughout the song. And he keeps reminding her, see that it's possible. And she's like, it feels impossible. And I think this is the main reason Jesus started gathering this family to himself. Number one, he knew they needed to belong to a family. He knew they could become more than what they were. But he also knew they needed to be loved. And they didn't know it yet as he was gathering his crew. But he had come to just initiate the greatest love story of all time. To break every boundary. There was no way man could get to God. On my own, I'm too broken, too messed up. And so are you. There's such a divide. And Jesus, in His great love and huge bravery and unbelievable immense strength, bridged that gap by leaving God's right hand and coming to earth, being born a human man. Not, well, not born a man. Born a human baby and becoming a man. That would be weird, right? Hello! <laughs> that would be strange. He was born a human because he knew that we at the core of us needed to be loved. And he is saying to us today, I want to love you. I want you to fall in love with me. I'm, I did all this so this divine romance could be initiated. And you need it. And you want it. And don't fight it. Don't worry about all the boundaries, whether they're perceived or real, because I'm bigger than boundaries. He's bigger than every barrier. Amen? That's really good news. He's bigger than culture. He's bigger than beliefs. He's bigger than any of that. And he, he broke through all that to show his love for us. And I love in this story how they end up falling in love. Not just falling in love, but getting together. They don't just sing about it or think about it. They were in, we are, and they were invited beyond the acceptance of cultural norms. We're invited beyond settling for you know what we think is is our lot in life we're we're invited beyond that we're invited to a love story and if you have felt unlovable if you have felt like you're not worthy of someone else's love or if someone told you that they were lying to you because you are so valued that Jesus died on the cross for you to show you his love and then he broke through the chains of sin and death and resurrected again to come back and get you his love. That's a love story. That's fire. That's passion. And he came after you. He came after us. And I just, I believe that if we can get hold of that kind of love, it changes our identity and it changes the way we live. And then we can realize we do belong and we can become more. But it's that breakthrough that it requires. We have to break through and believe 
it's possible. Not see it as impossible because that's what someone told us. And a lot of us spend a lot of our life unsurrendered to that possibility. But they had to surrender. That's the next risk. The first risk, the lady had to step out from kind of behind what she was hiding. Then the others, they had to step into something different and embrace this new reality. And now we have to step, we have to surrender. We have to step out and say, here I am, all of me, no matter what happens. And it's interesting that this whole scene happens on, in, in the air on ropes and trapeze because if you're not using a net and you slip, something's bound to break. <laughs> you can get hurt kind of bad. And, and a lot of times risk feels like that. It feels like we're up in the air with no net below us. But God's love is a safety net. And His love is also a sure bet. It's, it might not always be easy. That's what I said in the last one. But He's with us. And He wants to capture us with His love. And He wants us to be loved. And He wants to invite us in to a new understanding of that love. For you, it might, it might be like young me looking foolish in public. I have to surrender and get past that. It might be confessing sin. That's surrender. That's kind of leaving yourself bare. Like, here I am. Here's some broken parts of me. Jesus, are you still going to love me? Take it. He still loves you. It might look like all kinds of different things. You might need to see yourself different. There might be a mirror moment where Jesus is like, you have looked at yourself in the wrong way for your whole life, and we're going to undo that. And I'm going to give you my eyes to see how much I love you. All those things require surrender because it might hurt a little bit. It might be scary a little bit. But the love story that is on the other side of that is so worth taking hold of with both arms. And it is possible. Those who can embrace risk with passion and abandon can be part of a real, the real greatest show. Embracing risk with passion and abandon. People might say, that sounds crazy. That sounds a little scary. And you say, yeah, but we're really living. And we're really loving. And we're becoming something different. And we belong to a great family. Imagine the family that, that people don't even know exists. Hebrews tells us of all the great fathers of faith and they're looking down like cheering people of the faith living today on. We're part of that same family when we join the family. And there's people out there that don't know that they're part of something bigger than themselves right now. They just need to be invited in. They don't know they belong. This is all good news. The greatest showman is just a reminder of the real greatest showman. Jesus is the man. And his message is the good news. And his offer of love is a promise for a lifetime and then some. Eternity and eternity and eternity in his love, in his arms. Let me read you one verse. And I just want you to hear these words. It was a pretty... Philip Carlyle was pretty good with words when he's trying to woo his love, right? He's singing this song to her and it's, it's not impossible... You want me to sing it? You want me to do some rope dancing? I'd hurt myself. But listen to these words. This is a love story written to you and I. So now I live with the confidence that there is nothing in the universe with the power to separate any of us from God's love. 
I'm convinced that His love will triumph over death. His love will triumph over life's troubles, fallen angels, dark rulers. There is nothing in our present or future circumstances that can weaken His love. Not one thing. There is no power above us or beneath us, no power that could ever be found in the whole universe that can distance us from God's passionate love, which is lavished upon us through our Lord Jesus, the Anointed One. If you need a reminder of how beloved you are, Romans 8.38 is a good place to go. This, Paul's writing this to remind us it's possible. And it happened. It's not just possible. It's right now. It's happening. All you got to do is just surrender and join in and receive because this gift is for all of us. <laughs> 